0: Hello, I'm Lainey Meredith and this is Lunch with Lainey, the time where we kick back, have a snack, and talk about the goodness of God. Laney Meredith, back with Lunch with Lainey. I'm so excited for this episode today. We have episode four with a very special guest. Um, I'm super pumped for this one. I know it's going to be a good one because this woman has been in my life for, well, the majority of it and um, kind of been like a, a second mom to me and I just appreciate her so much. She, I know she'll have so much uh, wisdom to drop. Her life is just... Um, really, an inspiration to me, and and sh- everything she does, I can just tell that she's doing it for the Lord and for the gospel. And there's such a purpose in the way that she walks and uh, talks. And so, I'm super excited to have Sarah Smith on my podcast today. We have a little running joke. We always call each other a "little sweet" from the uh, Diet Dr Pepper <laughs> commercial. That's, right. um, that's from like <laughs> middle school. Like I was, I was in the back of her van and. She was like, you don't know about Little Sweet? And I was like, no, no. What's up with Little Sweet? Show me this commercial. And we've been uh, Little Sweet fans since life. So that's been uh, going. So today we got to have a good lunch at McAllister's. So Sarah, tell us what you uh, sunk your teeth into.
1: So I love McAllister's, but I'm like a health nut. So I had a a salad and a cup of vegetable soup. And it was delicious. The new McAllister's is really nice.
0: Rating from 1 to 10.
1: Mm. Uh I'm going to I'm going to go with like an eight. Okay. You know, I'm yeah. partial to my, my vegetable soup, but yeah. it was good. It was good. And the salad was great. Yeah. So yeah. Soup and salad. Always cool. good reviews. Yeah. It's
0: such a great place. Okay. You should try it if you haven't been there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Sarah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Just like your family, what a what a normal day looks like for
1: you? What fills up your time? So, uh I've got so I've been married It'll be 21 years this year I've been married. Woo-hoo. Yeah, right. Um, I have four lovely littles. One of them's not so little, so she's grown and moved out of the house. And I have three still at home, a boy and two girls. Um, we homeschool. So a typical day starts off pretty kind of early for me. I get up and uh, try to have some coffee. Uh, do my quiet time and pray and just uh, start my day off. <laughs> In the will of the Lord and um, and seeking Him. And then uh, once the littles wake up, it's pretty busy. I make breakfast and, and we kind of get started into school and, and everybody has chores. And we go through school and we'd have lunch. And, you know, there are times when we go out and, and do field trips and hang out with other people. But most of the time we're at home and we school. And um, after that, we're done uh, with school. We do stuff around the house and then we have sports. My son plays basketball, which is what we're in right now. Um... And so, you know, we, we go to church on Sundays and Wednesdays. I'm a part of some other ministries, and so <laughs> I'm pretty busy.
0: Tell us a little bit about those other ministries.
1: Um, so uh, serve in the children's ministry at Ormsby. I have done that for a long time. I teach Sunday school to kindergarten, first and second grade, which is super fun. Uh, and um, it's rewarding. It's rewarding. I like it a lot. I'm also a part of a discipleship group. Um, I'm involved in um, the sports ministry that my son is a part of. So it's not really a part of Ormsby where I go to church, but it is a, um, uh, it's a, it's a homeschool team, but it is Christian and biblically founded. So we have a purpose where we are uh, contending for the faith. That is our, uh, that's kind of our verse for this basketball team. And I serve in there. I help and, and volunteer yeah. So that's, that's yeah. awesome.
0: Yeah. So through your discipleship group, mm. I know I, d- I didn't tell you, I was going to ask you to do this. It's okay. You guys have memorized some <laughs> <laughs> quite a bit of scripture.
1: We have.
0: And I remember sitting at Chick-fil-A after church one time and girl, you just, you just <laughs> set it off. So Woo. I don't know how much you've memorized, but what what you can remember, Go for
1: it. Oh my goodness. So yeah. Speak the word. We've done a lot of verses, but <laughs> so our big challenge was the Sermon on the Mount. So yeah. Matthew five, six and seven, which is pretty daunting. Um, but we broke it down like two verses a week for a long time. And so um so I can I can do a little bit. Go for let's, it. Let's, Show let's us just, what you just, got. Let's just do a little bit of <laughs> Matthew five. So. A little something, something. Okay. Uh, All my discipleship ladies out there will will love this. (laughs) Seeing the crowds, he went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they will inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall be shown mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness for theirs is the kingdom of heaven.
0: I think that's something that is like so underrated, actually memorizing scripture and, and you know how the Bible says that word I have hidden in my heart. And sometimes we don't always hide it, but like memorizing it and keeping it and knowing it so important because like in America, we're blessed, you know, to be able to open our Bibles and it's legal and, but, not everywhere else it is. And you can't just assume that the world's just going to keep, you know, being
1: tolerant. Open to that, yeah, yeah. open to that. So true. I mean, there may not be a time when we can have our Bibles. And, you know, I had said that at the end, kind of our discipleship group is, is um, kind of ending, and then we are forming new ones. But I had said that at the end of ours, um, that's one of the things that I you know, didn't even realize the gravity of like, I have so much scripture hidden in my heart mm. and it cannot be taken away from yeah. me. It is in there. And they may say, you can't have a Bible and they may say, you can't listen to a pastor um, or go and worship, but I have yeah. his word in my heart and that can't be taken mm. away.
0: Yeah. So I'm,
1: I'm, I'm very thankful for that
0: That's so uh, true. scripture
1: memorization that we, that we did together. We accomplished that together in the Lord guiding us through that and what he's taught us from those verses. Yeah. They're really good verses. The sermon on the Mount was great and then we did memorize quite a few other ones. I think your mom ended up counting how many we we memorized. I don't know how many it was, but it is it was over 100. And so wow. it, it's really cool. That's crazy. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah.
0: Going into it, did you think you would be able to
1: memorize that? Well, or? I've really like I'm You're a, a memorizer. I'm, I'm, yeah? yeah? <laughs> I'm a big nerd. Yeah. I'm I like I'm not ashamed I'm nerd. And so I've <laughs> always loved to memorize things. Like just memorizing when I was little, memorizing you know, yeah. words or songs, you know, we memorize songs really easy with a tune. So I've liked to memorize scripture for a long time. Yeah. And so it was something that was um, appealing to me right. to have that a part of our group and uh, that everyone was doing together. So that was a neat thing for me. It's kind of, some people are nervous about that. They don't think they can do it. And yeah. I get it. it it's, it's a lot, you know, a lot. Of, there's a lot of scripture
0: right. and,
1: um, but I've always liked it. And so it was, it's cool just to see how much, how far we've gained. And, and yeah. I never thought I would memorize three chapters like that. And they're pretty big chapters, you know, yeah. and, and they are some really awesome, um, verses to know and apply and to live out. It's a really, you know, really good thing, but you start one at a time, right? And you can one do it. One step at a time. That's right.
0: And then before you know it, it just pops in your head and you're like, a part man, of I really need to share this with this person. And yeah. you're like, oh, I'm so glad I memorized that, yes. you know? So that's awesome. One of the things that um, that really strikes me about you is just, man, when mm-hmm. I think of like biblical motherhood, I, you're one of the, the people that I think of because mm-hmm. you just have such a, a heart to um, raise up your kids and not just, it doesn't just stop there. You want to raise them up in the Lord, you know, and that's so big. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about biblical motherhood. Um, But before we get to biblical motherhood, there's kind of two necessary terms that we need to make up the phrase, Um, and that's Christian and woman. So modern day America and feminism has failed to correctly define both of these terms. Um, To many people, a Christian is just someone who goes to church every now and then and has a Bible verse on their Instagram bio or is a good person or whatever, you know. And then um, being a woman is much more based on your own senses and feelings uh, rather than what God has assigned to you. It's just, oh, do you feel that way? All right. Awesome. You know, <laughs> go go you girl. Um, so this can create a lot of confusion for new believers and young girls, those who are striving for biblical womanhood or motherhood. And just in general, those who are fighting for biblical truth, saying this is what the Bible says about this. Our culture says something different. And so we need to know what these terms are um, and what the Bible says
1: about these terms.
0: So how would you define
1: them? those That's really good. I mean, I totally agree with you, too, that this culture has, um, you know, it is really... Like, you can't change the definitions of things. I don't like that. Like, I don't like when people come up with a word and be like, oh, it means this now. It doesn't, like, you can't just change words or whatever. But I know that's what happens, you know, as things progress or whatever you want to say. Things change. um, Because sometimes it's not progress. But things change and, and words get new meanings or different connotations. A Christian today, you know, that is a vague term. A lot of people will say, I am a Christian. And to me, to me in simple terms, it means a saved sinner. But in in detailed terms, it is, it is somebody who is spiritually born again, transformed by the redeeming work of God, uh, someone who produces fruit in keeping with the word of God, someone who is a servant to the Lord Jesus, mm-hmm. who is um, redeemed and justified and following after him. So, you know, that's like a of a detailed definition, but you know, it's true. I I can call myself a Christian, but that doesn't mean that I am. So looking at those particular parts, that's what I would say that a Christian is.
0: Yeah. Amen. (laughs) I love that because it's like, you know, there's, there's so much more than just that surface level that People want to just offer, you yeah. know, oh yeah, I'm a Christian. I go to church, whatever. I, I believe in God. Yeah. yeah. So do the demons. Right. That's what the Bible says. Yeah. It's you know? that, that
1: saving faith, that personal relationship. And when you hear that and what does that mean? You know, it's like, uh, you know, when you know Jesus personally, you not know about him or mm-hmm. who he is and who he was when he was on this earth. It's knowing him personally and that, um, that intimate relationship that makes you different, that makes you want to be different. Then you, you know, you look back and you're like, I am different because of him. Yeah. And so, so that's what I think a Christian is. I mean, my, my woman <laughs> definition, um, I know maybe all the feminists out there might not like it, but <laughs> so I love what scripture says about women in the, in the second book of the Bible, uh, or the second chapter of the first book of the Bible, Genesis, it talks about the helper suitable for a man. And, you know, I think people think that that is like demeaning or makes you, makes you less than, but that's not true. You know, we are equally valuable in God's eyes and uh, worthy in, in his eyes. He sent his son for, um, for sinners and we are sinners. So, but we are a helper suitable. You know, when, when God created everything and you know, everything was good, good, and then very good. And then you have that next part where. It wasn't good for man to be alone, so that's that first part where it wasn't good. So woman fulfills that role okay. of a helper, suitable. Yeah. So we may be physically weaker, and and really most women are physically weaker than men. There are lots of times when my husband has to open a pickle jar for me. <laughs> legit. Right. And that's okay. Like it doesn't mean that I'm less valuable. Maybe I love how Adrian Rogers put it. Um, he talks about women being like a vase. We are, we are strong. We have a purpose, but we are delicate Mm. and there's nothing wrong with that. It doesn't mean that you are weak. It means that you are, um, the role is different and you're treated differently because of that role. You treat a vase differently than you treat a hammer, but they're both valuable and they are both necessary. Um, you know, God's word says we are in need of provision, protection, and strength, and we are under the authority of our husband and ultimately God, you know, so (laughs) I, I love the helper suitable. I I feel like um, that's what I am. I'm a helper to my husband and to whoever needs me.
0: For sure, I love that um, that definition too. It's so true that like people take that and just see that automatically get offended. Feel oh that's so demeaning. I feel the exact opposite. Totally. I feel like man yep. like. A helper, suitable. That word, too, like, that really, ooh, that inspires me. Mm -hmm. That encourages me. Like, you are suitable to to help. God is using you Mm -hmm. in his plan. I love that. And I I heard, um, not by Adrian Rogers, it was someone else, but the same kind of thing, Doug Wilson. um, He did, like, a little video, YouTube clip, whatever, talking about when Paul says women are the weaker vessel Mm -hmm. and kind of explaining that and explaining, like, You know, you wouldn't treat your huge green plastic garbage can the way that you would your handed-down generation China plate that is so valuable, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, the plate is weaker... Than the huge clunky garbage can, but that doesn't mean it has less value, like just because it's yeah. it may be weaker, it's different um, purposes. I love that, different definition. purposes, right? But right, still, you need them I exactly. Love it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. So, bouncing off that with biblical uh, womanhood, how would you describe biblical motherhood, and how do you think God is glorified through that role?
1: Okay, so biblical, I would say biblical motherhood is. Um, I liked what you said earlier, you know, I'm bringing my children up in the Lord. Um, I want to point them to Jesus. I want to point them to the Savior. Um, I think that is a Christian's job, period, to point other people to Christ, to point other people to God and glorify Him. And I think biblical motherhood is that. Raising your children, keeping your home, um, being a helper suitable to your husband, um, all of that under the authority of God under the authority of his scripture, looking at what God's word says I should do, how I should I act. Um, what should I not do yeah. with my time? And um, how should I use my words? And, and you know, those kinds of things. I also think that there's a huge um, opportunity to glorify God through biblical motherhood because every day I, I would say that I am faced with opportunities well, I'm not faced with given opportunities because I don't face with kind of seems like it's opposition or like it's a, like it might be a bad thing, but given opportunities to to show the love of Christ every day to my children, and my husband, I can be patient. I can serve them. I can be selfless. I'll put them before my, you know, before me and my, um, my wants, my desires. I can be kind and merciful and gracious, um, and meek and do all of those things. And so I, look like Christ while I'm doing that or, you know, uh, follow the example of Christ while I'm doing that. And then I, I fail a lot of times until then I'm given the opportunity to uh, seek forgiveness from them. Hey, mm-hmm. I should not have done that or said yeah. that. And um, I messed up and can you forgive me? You know, doing that with them. And then, you know, obviously with the Lord repenting and, and that. Yeah. Um,
0: I think that's such a, such an important part too, Because even though in the moment it's like, oh, my gosh, I screwed up. And I don't know if I can get over my pride and say sorry and Mm -hmm. admit that. I did, But that in and of itself is another example to show how to live as a Christian. Like you mess up, you apologize, you you repent of your sins, you know. And that's what kids need to see. Like, oh, my mom did something wrong or sinful and, and she repented to me to God and apologize to me. Mm-hmm. And like, even in those moments, I think, especially in those moments where, um, it's not so pretty, it's, it's broken. You're able to show your kids. This is how to follow Christ. This mm-hmm. is, this is how it's going to be. You know, mm-hmm. you
1: can't be perfect. No, this pattern of I sin because I'm not perfect. And I still need the grace of God. Um, but I'm going to admit my sin and I'm going to confess it and i'm going to seek forgiveness of for you know from whom i've sinned against and from the lord because ultimately i've sinned against him and letting them know that just because you're a mom or a dad or an older person or whatever you're not perfect and um you still need grace and mercy just like they do you know because sometimes you can they can think that you know, you think you're always right and you're never wrong. And showing them that, you know, that's just not the case. Yeah, It's okay to be wrong and admit that you don't know everything and that you messed up. You yeah. should do that. So there's, there's, you know, there's that. I, I never realized how much um, I needed the Lord's strength to fulfill the role of, of mm. being a mother and a wife. Um, but I do. So it, it shows me my weaknesses in um, in mothering. So
0: there's actually a City of Light song that I really like that says, um, it's called Yet Not I, But Through Christ In Me. And the the whole song is great, but there's a part that I feel like specifically speaks to that. And um, it's verse two, it says, The night is dark, but I am not forsaken, for by my side the Savior he will stay. I labor on in weakness and rejoicing, for in my need his power is displayed. So that's what that reminds me of because it's like you didn't you said you didn't realize how much you needed the Lord, um, and in your need His power is displayed.
1: That's very true, and you know you you talk about like wanting to know the Lord and and be closer with Him, and that's one way you know when you see your weaknesses and how He is strong in those times, you're like oh, you just get you just draw near to Him because you need that strength. You yeah. know you need that strength. You cannot do it without Him. Yeah. You know because there's lots of times mothering that you're like. I'm done. <laughs> I need a break. Giving up. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm tapping out. It be, it's just, it gets overwhelming sometimes. Yeah. And so, you know, that's where you go. That's right, Lord. I need you. You know, I need you now. And he never, he never leaves. You know, He's not going to leave you hanging.
0: Right. So when you were, you know, when you were a new brother, did you feel prepared or?
1: That was a long time ago. So I was 20. Um, like oh, a, wow, yeah. I didn't know. Yeah. You're my age. Yeah, so That's I was 20. Crazy. I got married when I was 19, and I had my first, um, so she was, I had a girl, and I totally did not feel prepared. I really have a funny story. So, um, you know, I had, had a pregnant, you know, decent pregnancy. It was fine. Nothing crazy or anything like that, and, and so I ended up having a C-section, which was a little scary, but worked out, and so I'm going to leave the hospital, and they're going to discharge me, and I'm holding the baby, and I'm waiting for the nurse to come in with all this stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at her, and I'm like they're going to let me leave with this child. And I have no earthly idea what to do. (laughs) And I was like, they don't even know that. I don't know if they know that. And so it was like, is this legal? (laughs) And I'm like, I feel like I should not be going anywhere with this one. And so, but you know, it's so cool because that's just another way to see how the Lord, the Lord works. Mm. So I get home and so I'm the type of person that I'm not going to ask you for help (laughs) because I don't do that. (laughs) I feel like I can do it. I'm fine. I can do it. So some people, you know, I got this. (laughs) <laughs> and like some people have their moms come over and stay with them for a while or whatever no no that's not how it was i didn't i didn't want that i was like i got this and so but god just puts that in you you know he he puts that in, i don't know it's in our dna or whatever it's instincts like to to take care of a baby and to know what they need. So when I got home, I don't ever remember feeling like that again. Like I was leaving the hospital feeling that way. And when I got home, I was like, okay, she needs to eat. And this is, you know, now we change a diaper. And then as she, you know, she grows, you know, it's like, okay, we're in this stage and you just like your first baby, you're adapting with them. And so like, this is, we're learning, you know, we're learning and you ask questions. And, um, but yeah, I remember leaving the hospital, like snucking in well. (laughs) She's still alive. Yeah. She's
0: good. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so do you feel prepared now?
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I wouldn't have like a pro, but <laughs> after four children, I'm like, I feel like I got it down pretty well. You know, there's... Every child is different, so they always throw some curveballs. Right, and that's cool. That's cool because I gotta go. You gotta go on the fly. Like sometimes it doesn't work the way you think. Uh, but I've learned so much over the years. Other moms um, experience trial and error. Mm. You know, there's the great World Wide Web. You know, you Google things <laughs> yeah. now and you whatever. Very true. Um, and yeah, so I feel. Yeah, I feel a lot more a lot more prepared, a lot more um, confident about my mothering skills that way. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, experience seems to always do that. You know, you get a little under your belt and you're like, yeah. okay, I actually can do this. Mm. It, everything's going to be <laughs> it's okay. Gonna be fun. So um, thinking about like when you had your first kid and now you're kind of, you have four, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So how has um, your relationship with the Lord changed? Well, just thinking about your, when you, when you first had Callie, how has it changed before motherhood and after?
1: Yeah. Um, so I did not get saved until I was about 17. So, re- and really I was such a young, young in my faith, but I, I did not. And it's on an excuse, but it, it's part of it. I did not have anybody like kind of discipling me, pouring into my life. So I got saved and then just kind of like stagnated, stayed a baby mm. Christian for yeah. a really long time. So when I had Callie, I'm still, as you know, still this baby Christian. And um i did not really lean upon the lord i wasn't i wasn't in his word trying to draw and drawing strength from that um and i can see such such a change now i'm just i mean god has done just amazing things uh, throughout the years i think of so many so many things and moments that i've had and just amazing things happen i i feel and I know that I'm closer to Him, and mm-hmm. that I am stronger because of Him. Yeah. Um, I didn't even know how weak I was then. <laughs> like in my in my yeah. faith, I didn't know how much I needed Him. Um, I was just you know this ignorant of that, and I think how did I make it? But he his grace is is like that. He he provided things, and 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 he saw me through that. Um, you know I'm just. I'm so much closer to him and and so much more, uh, I don't even know the word, just uh, uh, delighting in him and Mm. and content in him Mm. than I was, than I was then.
0: Yeah. Satisfied. Yes. Yeah. For sure. That makes a difference too. Mm -hmm. Um, When you were talking about like, you know, I didn't even know how ignorant I was. And it's so true. Like you think you learn this stuff or, you know, maybe it's even like, it can, still happen you learn something new in your bible you learn a new doctrine or something and you're like okay i know it all <laughs> you think you really got it down pat but there's so much that the lord can grow you and uh flourish and and you know just ultimately like make you more like christ and mm-hmm. so it's it's so true sometimes we just we don't even know how much we, we don't have know. to go you Yeah. Know? and so but it's so cool to be able to to get, you know, after, I, I just think about, like, the daily perseverance. Like, I was listening to this. We, we just went to cross-conference, and it was so awesome. Um, but there was a a uh, breakout room. There was, like, a breakout session. And so one of them I went to was how to, I'm going to butcher this title because it was really long, but it was, like, how to pursue um, as a faithful woman in a worldly culture or something like Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. you get the gist so one of the things one of the girls was talking about was um she was like there's kind of two types of perseverance there's perseverance through like a very difficult um obstacle trial situation and then there's like the daily perseverance like getting up sometimes (laughs) like that rolling out of bed and going to work rolling out of bed and Knowing like okay, I gotta teach my kids. I gotta mm-hmm. do this lesson plan. Getting up and and being faithful to um, what the Lord has, you know, given you as a role is like that. Can sometimes just be like that. That daily fighting to do what the Lord has called you to do can be tough sometimes. And so
1: the daily perseverance, I totally get to be consistent and faithful um, to what you've been called to. It's not easy. I'm sure that there's lots of, um, you know, trials, different trials in different people's lives. But you, but you said like the daily walk, like every day, Mm. I got to get up. I got to do this. There are people counting on me. Mm. They don't learn. They don't maybe eat if I don't feed them. Like that is like, it's not necessarily pressure, like expectations. You have to meet. And sometimes that wears on you. And you're like, Mm. I don't want to fix supper because I fix supper every other day. And I don't know what we want to have because I can't please everybody. So the, like some things are very silly, maybe silly sounding or very like menial, maybe like not big of a big deal, but every single day yes. that's wearing on you. And sometimes it's no big deal. You're like, oh, we're going to have this and you're good to go. And you're like, everything's rolling and you're good. And then the next day you may be like, oh, I just want to sleep for 30 more minutes. And like, oh my goodness, they're already awake. And it's just, you know, it's a consistency. And you, and you just, you fail sometimes and you're like, I blew it. I just, don't, yeah. I'm not, it's not in me today or whatever. So it's hard. Yeah. There's, there's different perseverance. I totally agree with that. Yeah,
0: And I feel like that is how one of the ways that the Lord can really grow you because it's like, you're getting up and fighting this battle and, and doing this thing, you know? And it's like, you know, like when you think about the gym, you don't go to the gym and Work out for three hours and, you know, say like someone who's on one of these shows, like my 600 pound life or something like that. (laughs) Like one of these people go in the gym, do it for three hours, walk out looking like uh, amazing. You know, that's not how it happens. It's it's little bits each day. Three hours in the gym. One day is not going to do anything. Ten minutes every day. Well, I mean, that's just 10 minutes, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's the power of consistency. Mm -hmm. And like, I don't know why we think it's a different approach with scripture and with, with, um, with the Lord, like that consistently being with him, walking with him, living, um, that life is, is so powerful. And I feel like that's when you, you know, you do it every day and then you look back and that's when you can see that growth and you're like, I've been walking like this. I've been walking with him, and and you're like, how did I? Okay, how did I go from not knowing um, who, you know, how did I go from not knowing who God is to knowing things like the Trinity and the doctrine of election and and like complicated mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. and. You look back and it's your, like, duh, the Lord. Right. He's grown me. Mm-hmm. He's, he's given me his word. And this consistency with him has been powerful. That every day getting up, persevering, doing the little things like, you know, getting supper ready and those things that give you the headaches. But being there for your family, serving your family, loving them, teaching them, um, doing what the Lord has called you to do as a biblical mother. Like, that is pulling you closer to him and when you Mm -hmm. do that consistently then that's how you feel that like man i'm right here with him, Mm -hmm. because you've been walking towards me you've been walking with him. Mm
1: -hmm. so it's that moment by moment thing too yeah everybody wants those big mountaintop like where oh my goodness god shines the light upon something i didn't understand and those are cool but they're not that frequent right you know you got this moment by moment that's that's every day yeah and what am i doing in that moment by moment for real Mm -hmm.
0: okay so um how has that kind of changed? We were talking about, like, when you were a new mother, did you feel prepared? And and now you do feel prepared. So how would you say, like, that gap got filled, I guess?
1: I will... So I, being a part of of a faithful, you know, Bible teaching church that I was fed and that, you know, taking taking Scripture... Um, in my own personal quiet time and then what I hear being preached and, and anything else that I be, would be listening to and applying that to my life. Doing um, doing those things, I guess, drew me deeper and deeper into doing those things. Yeah. And so then I'm like, more in Scripture. What does Scripture say about this? That's what does so Scripture true. say about this? And then it's like you find yourself, you are more patient. You are more gracious. You are more merciful. You are more um, okay with not my will, but yours. Mm. Um, I have to put these people first. Like it becomes more uh, a part of you and you, and then it's just I don't, not like flows, but you're, you're just in it, you know, and yeah. you still have bad days or whatever, but it's, you know, it's not, it's not as um, cumbersome, I guess. Like I, I remember being a, a younger Christian and having, you know, I, I think I only had like t- maybe two at the time um, they were a little spaced apart but and thinking, Oh, I gotta get in my quiet time today. When am I gonna do this? Like it was a chore. Yeah. And and now, like, I love to read scripture and memorize it like I was saying and now I'm like I'm getting up early. That's what I do. Yeah. Not, oh, I gotta get up early. Well, I gotta <laughs> do this before I go to bed because I didn't do it today. Yeah. And so it is um it's it's a part of me. Mm. I can't have my day without that.
0: Yeah. Not so detached. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. And that kind of ties in with what you were saying about like you're delighting in him more, and mm-hmm. that's just awesome.
1: Finding that that contentment in him, in his word, you know, he's speaking to me through that.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: that you know, being in scripture, I, the the more that I've been in scripture, that is what has changed my relationship the most. The more that I've been in scripture, whether I'm reading it, I'm hearing it, I am memorizing it and reciting it. Um, the more I have have scripture in front of me or in my ears or whatever around me, then it is transforming me. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So. In the culture we live in, being a stay-at-home mother, organizing the home, submitting to your husband, these things are um, not necessarily praised. They're belittled or looked down upon. So um,
1: how does that affect you? I definitely agree with it. I don't think... I don't think every, obviously everybody doesn't think that way, but I do think it is looked down upon. Oh, you're a homemaker. Oh, you know, it was funny because we had our financial guy like a couple years ago came over and we had to fill out all this paperwork or whatever. And he was like, I'm really sorry, but the only occupation I have for you is homemaker. And I said, don't be sorry. I, that's totally fine with me. You put that down. He goes, you're not going to be offended. I said, absolutely not. And I mean, like, that's true story. Uh, and I was like, no, I'm proud of that. Yeah. So I see that. The way that the world looks down upon it, or tries to spin it in a in uh just a negative connotation, I don't really think it affects me. I would, I mean, I don't think it affects me. Like I see it, I don't like it. I think it's wrong, and maybe it affects me to pushes me to be better, to mm-hmm. try to be more godly, to try to be to make a positive uh, like spin on it or put a put a positive light on it. Try yeah, to. yeah. Sometimes if I like maybe a person that I didn't know felt that way, or they made a comment, and I'm like really, you you don't think it's, it's like worthwhile to stay home and, and raise your children and, and pour into their lives and point them to Christ and and take care of your home. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's like, that's your job. I'm not saying that moms that work don't do those things, but you can overstretch yourself and you can't do those effectively Mm -hmm. because you can, there's only so many hours in the day, you know? Um, so, and I totally understand that there are, you know, there situations where a mother can't be at home and maybe she wants to be, um, I wouldn't say discouraged. I would say sometimes I'm like, that's not cool, man. But yeah. like, <laughs> like being a, being a homemaker, being a, a, a biblical mother, whatever you, whatever title you want to give it is, is amazing. Yeah. And it's very rewarding and it's totally worth it. And yeah. I don't know. I saw, I don't, where was it? I don't, it's not like a meme, but it was like a picture. And it was like, you know, m- homemaking or motherhood exists so that every other career can exist mm. so like you can't have these other careers without a mother that someone has mm. raised and had these children yeah, and and taken care of them to grow up to be you know pastors and presidents and whatever else yeah. you know doctors and all these other jobs and and concrete workers and whatever else you know so yeah you gotta have a mom that had them and, and took care of them someone was that's their mother so
0: true I love that story you share and you're like, no, I'm not offended. I'm proud of that. That's, that's, that's something to be proud of. Um, yeah, I really like that. Mm -hmm. So when you have these kind of hurtful comments and, and stuff like that, how do you deal with those feelings?
1: A lot, I would say a lot of times I obviously think that we're coming from a different perspective (laughs) if, you know, if, and maybe they're not a Christian. And so maybe that has never been, like, a part of their life. Like, maybe, um, you know, they just automatically thought, well, I'm going to get up, I'm going to grow up and have kids and go to work and someone else will take care of my kids and I'll have them at night and I'll take care of them then or however that works or, you know. And so maybe we've just grown up with a different perspective. And I certainly did not grow up with, you know, my mom was a single mom and worked, and um, my grandmother was like a second mom to me. And, and so I didn't grow up with a mother that stayed home like I do and homeschooled and and, and reared their children and pointed them towards the Lord. I just didn't. And that's okay. Um, and God can redeem and use lots of things. Um, so it's not like it's the worst thing in the world if, if you can't. Um, but I just, a lot of times I'll say to myself, you know, we come from a different perspective. And, um, and I just have to realize that you know, they're going to have their own, um, feelings about that. They can have their own beliefs about that. I know what the Lord has called me to do. And I know that he has worked it out so that I can do this and equipped me. Um, and I'm thankful for that. Yeah. And I just have to be, you know, have to be, um, knowing that I'm in his will doing it and mm. that's okay with me.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's like another example of just unashamed. Like I don't, whatever the world has to say about me, if cuckoo weirdo right. supporting the, the 1950s lady. patriarchy whatever they have to say yeah. like it doesn't matter because i'm doing what the lord has called me to do right and and his approval his um pleasing him is more important than pleasing the world and pleasing you know this freaking girl on TV, I don't even know. Right. You know? Yeah. So, um, as far as like going through raising these children, what has been your greatest struggle as a mom?
1: I would say, and we talked about this earlier, but I would say consistency. You know, trying to stay consistent and faithful to the will of the Lord and um what I believe that he is, is calling me to do. And and then gentleness, you know, like I I w- like would love to be that mom that's just like, oh, you know. I'm you know, gentle and um
0: gentle to a point. like soft, like
1: soft. Not that I'm not, but I'm just like that's not my personality, I guess. So, but I know that the Lord wants me to have that side, obviously, you know. Mm. And I know like Christ was gentle, but he was also meek. So, you know, that gentleness under control, that mm. that strength under control and reigned in. Um So that I guess consistency and gentleness. That's what I struggle with the most as a mom. (laughs) But I got all kinds of struggles. (laughs) (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) all Yeah. Works in progress. I struggle with
0: those too, you Uh, know. So um but what has been your greatest joy?
1: So my greatest joy I would say has watching been watching the Lord's plan unfold. Because if you would have told me when I was, you know, fifteen and like making plans for my life. Uh, like that was really going to happen, but I was, you know, like as a teenager, you're trying to think about what you want to do. If you would have told me that all the things that would have happened and this is where I'd be, I'd have been like, you're out of your mind. You're out of your mind. You know, at that point I was going to be a doctor and, and, um, you know, who knows what else would have happened, but that was my plan. And that's completely not what happened. So looking back and seeing what the Lord has done through the years, just the miracles, um, that he, I mean, amazing things that he has done. Um, and trials and how he has used them uh, that is overwhelming and it makes me like just joyful like you I can't explain the joy when I when I look back and I see that's why that happened mm. and these are why these things you know went on and, and the Lord is using this um, I know that he's always working like you think, how can anything good come from this? Like, what is the point of this? But he's always working. Mm-hmm. So watching his plan unfold is, is a huge joy. And I get to be a part of it every day. And sometimes you get caught up in day-to-day stuff and like, you know, teaching your child how to read. That's amazing. Like, and that might seem like it's nothing for people, but like I taught one of my children how to read. She did not know how to read and I taught her to read. And that's amazing to me. Yeah, And so, like, little little victories watching the Lord's plan just that's, work itself out. That's
0: just crazy thinking about, like, when you were talking about earlier holding your first child and you're like, how can I even leave? And, like, just, you know, in that moment, you just don't think about, like, we were talking about growth, you know? You look back and you're like, man, if, if that 20-year-old version of me would have known that I literally, through the Lord taught this child how to be literate. Right. Like <laughs> right. crazy. Right. You know,
1: it's like, that's just amazing to me. Yeah. It, it, like, watching the Lord's plan unfold is one of the coolest things. And not all of it's great. Not all of it's, you know, rainbows and sunshine. There's lots of valleys and lots of, you know, cloudy days and storms. And you get your feet knocked out from underneath you. And there's... But there's been so many awesome things and, and just watching it unfold and seeing how he works in every single thing. Mm. I love it. You know, yeah. Romans eight twenty eight says that he's working it all out. Every single thing for those who are called according to his purpose. He's working it out for good. Mm. And so I know, and I have to, to, um, draw that confidence from that. I may not like this. I may not understand it. I may not ever want it to happen again, but he's working. He's yeah. doing something good. Something good will come out of this. And I don't know how long it will be or what it will be or who will it be for, but something good is going to come out of yeah. whatever's going on in every day. Um, and I and I and that just pushes me to be more in his will mm. and trust him more because I've seen how faithful he yeah. is. And
0: kind of that, that waiting process, you know, waiting, knowing that the Lord is going to provide he's going to work it out he's got his plan right and man it made me think about that um spurgeon quote that you had on the back oh
1: my notebook yeah yeah the last
0: one i was talking about um
1: i just wrote that down this morning uh, (laughs) we shall not grow weary of waiting upon god if we remember how long and how graciously he once waited for us Mm. he's got a plan Mm,
0: that's good
1: yeah charles Spurgeon.
0: To wrap up, let me ask you this little question. So if you could go back and give yourself a piece of advice, um, what would you say?
1: Hmm. Wow, one piece, that's it. Well, because I, <laughs> I would have like a book. But yeah, no. Um, so get in the Word. Like, be in it. It is alive and powerful and transforming. Um, and don't be so critical. Mm. Like, just... Just like stop with the, like of yourself, of others, of all of that. Don't be so critical. Like just go after God, seek him in his word and and follow him. Don't be so critical. It's it's easy to, um, you know, have plans and get, you know, I want this this and this and this and this, and it's just, it just makes it it makes it harsh. Like, it, it, and, you, and you set yourself up for failure like mm. that. Mm. So, but I really, the best thing would be, would be getting the word. Because uh, it was in it, but not in it. Um, you know, over my Christian walk, um, I would go back and just be like, read your Bible, girl. Read your Bible <laughs> and pray that the Lord would illuminate yeah. what he wants you to know and, and teach you.
0: Mm. That's... That's so good. Such good advice. Um, Thank you so much, Sarah, for for being on the podcast today. I know I definitely appreciated it and I know um, it will be used for the good. So I just appreciate you and, and just being so faithful to to your kids, to your family, to God, to our church. You're you're somebody who's always been there for me. I just know you. You're one of those church mamas who just got your back. You just do. So I do. I got you. I,
1: girl. <laughs> I, got you.
0: I appreciate it so much. So um, thank you so much, Sarah. It's been a joy. It's been a pleasure. Um, and guys, I guess that wraps up episode four. So it's been a good one. It's been real. And uh, see y'all later for episode five.